Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for this week's Century Tournament of Champions. Joining me to break it all down, it's him. I got him. Kyle Porter, KP. Hey, bud. We got him. We got, we got him. him. Uh, great first day. We were just uh, briefly discussing that before we came on, but it was just... it. it this tournament's always fun, and... You know, by the end of of the previous year, you're kind of you're kind of worn down by the golf, and uh, this provides a, a nice little jolt for for the new year. So, I had a blast watching. I know we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we, we can we can jump into it. Yeah, great great field, great views, prime time, and lots of scoring. The scoring average on the day. Let me get the most up to date number here. Nearly five shots under par, Kyle. So uh, it says par seventy three, which means if you shot a 69 four under uh you had a bad day <laughs> well and i i thought you had a great tweet about this it was it was the morikawa shoot he shot 64 right which i think you i think was his best uh his best round ever the, or yeah, his best no, opening they, round yes ever. they defined it as his best opening round ever right but the reality is that he only gained uh what is that four strokes on the field right and it, 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 we like that tells a better story, right? Like that tells the story of, of what's actually happening. And yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it, uh, we get so wound up. I, this is, I don't want to get into a philosophical thing, but we get so wound up with the par stuff, especially at this golf course. I remember, remember last year, like all the fallout from the ROM and Cam Smith thing. And it's yes. like, well, it's really just, we're just talking about who's better compared to one another. And that, that's what we need to be discussing. And, uh, obviously Morikawa and, and, uh, JJ Spawn and, and John ROM were at, were at the top of that list. But I didn't, I mean, it, it didn't, this course played, I think, kind of how it plays, right? It, it didn't seem extraordinarily easy compared to how it normally plays. No, there's opportunities out there. You could take advantage of the fives. There's a lot of wedges into into these greens, and there's only three par threes, which people, like, if you make a three on every par three on the PGA Tour, like, you're doing a great job. That's where a lot mm-hmm. of these guys give strokes back, and the fact that you remove one of them already makes it, like, an easier golf course. Just the composition is just a little bit different. But, no, I didn't think it was – overly soft overly easy anything like that it's just that's that's how this golf course plays yeah and i was struck by you know it's interesting watching it's it's a fun golf it's a fun tournament to watch because you get to see a lot of different types of shots that you don't get at oh we'll get to that mark mark's talking about the putts that speed missed uh that you don't get at like the 3m or the rocket mortgage right you get these kind of swoopy um you know, draws and these like big fades. And, and I think the cool part about it, Rick, is the way these, a lot of these greens receive those shots is awesome to watch because some of the greens will reject them, right? We, we see these kind of false fronts or big shelves that, that, 
um, I, I can't remember somebody, I think it was Hideki came up really short on, on one of them or Scheffler or somebody, I mean, a ton of guys throughout the day, but some of the, some of the greens will almost like feed the ball back to the hole. Like 18 is a good example. There's one on, uh, earlier in the round, I, I can't remember which hole it is that you can kind of go past the hole and it'll bring it back. And right. I, I just, that's so fun to watch. Like, I, I love that about this golf course. Uh, you mentioned it, a trio at the top, JJ spawn. John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, all 64s. Uh, they were kind of spread out. Uh, Morikawa went out early. Uh, John Rahm was in kind of the penultimate group, and JJ Spawn was kind of there in the middle. Let's start with let's start with Colin, who you, you know you and I have been talking about a lot this offseason. There's this this weird. I don't even call it, wanted to say it's a narrative, this discussion that Morikawa had this bad year and everyone's kind of concerned about him coming up. And I believe you and I are like, uh, watch out. It's about to be special. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think the word that I used about it was it was very angsty. Like there was a lot of angst about and, and honestly, Ricky, a lot of it emanated from Morikawa. Like he, he, he and, and yes. they said this on the, on the broadcast, right? They said Morikawa talked about what a weird year 2022 was. And if you look at his numbers, I mean, I pulled this from, I don't know what your numbers say about it. There, there's a bunch of different windows and like ways to do this. But yeah. if you look at his data golf numbers for the 2020, uh, 2020, 2021 season versus the 2021, 2022 PGA tour season, um, including the European tour. There's a bunch of stuff in there. Regardless, they're the exact same. He gained 1.41 strokes in 2020, 2021. He gained 1.41 in 2021, 2022. Now, he kind of got there a different way way and his like median rounds weren't as good but his good stuff was just as good as it was the year before they're just i i i, I don't know man like i i almost feel like he went to being like really underrated coming into this year which if you're betting or you're thinking about major championships i think is provides a ton of opportunity gained a stroke in three quarters on the putting surfaces a stroke on approach he gained across the board everything was beautiful the rounds highlighted by the six consecutive was it six? Yeah, six consecutive birdies he made from 10 through 15, added another one on at 18. This was um it, it was, I mean, the back nine was was absolutely flawless and it was kind of vintage Colin. Yeah, it was. And you know, I mean, his whole deal, right, is is for the most part, if he's putting well, it's it's gonna be lights out. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited. I'm excited that he's in the mix. I'm excited about the kind of year that he could have. I, I think it's. I just I, I I like it when he's when he's playing well. And you know I think it's interesting because somebody pointed out to me on Twitter like if if you're putting together these 1.4 strokes gain seasons like 1.4 strokes gains per round, it's it doesn't scream like two or three wins right it, it's a good number but it's not a it's not a can't lay jt type number but the thing about morikawa and i think this is what makes him unique is that his ceiling is really high and his floor is pretty low right and so he kind of he kind of exists on these like each end of the spectrum will have he'll have kind of a bad week and miss a cut and then he'll have a great week and win the tournament. And that's like, that's where you want to exist. Like he's, he's in a, he's a top five guy when it comes to whose stuff is the best, just, just from a strokes game perspective, I'm not talking about like, you know, who, who hits the purest shots or who drives at the farthest, just from a strokes game perspective, he's 
in that top of the class. And, and we might be looking at that type of week from him this week in the same way that we saw from Cam Smith and, and Rom last year. Yeah, he's got a bunch of minus two rounds, but a bunch of plus five rounds. And when you average it all up, it's a lot of plus. It's one one point six is what it which is, is way that better is. than being just right. all one point fours or one point sixes. Right, exactly. Uh, JJ Spawn, quick, what event did he win to get in? Uh, Texas Open, Valero, Texas Open. That's right. Uh, it's only PGA Tour victory. I don't have much to say here. It was a bogey free sixty four. It was splendid. He gained strokes across the board, but uh, admittedly, when you do a podcast and the other two guys that JJ is the first round leader with are Colin Morikawa and John Rahm. He is probably not going to get much oxygen here. I'll say this. If JJ Spawn beats, if he rolls with Morikawa and Rahm for the rest of the week and beats them, he he should get in the next three tournament of champions, <laughs> not just not just 2024. Uh, John Rahm uh, just finished. We, we actually waited until kind of his final putt drop before before we came on air here. Uh, there was a bogey on 14 where he got a little bit unlucky where where his ball lied. Uh, he then bounces back with a birdie on 15, another on 16, and then, of course, gets one on 18. And Rahm... <laughs> Uh, I might only be through 17 holes. I'll have to update this, but he gained nearly four strokes putting, which mm. he has been lights out with yeah. the flat stick after the tour championship, even towards, even at the, the, the final stretch of 2022, he's just putted much, much better. Yeah, he has. And I mean, he's just, he's so good, man. I, I tweeted this, but like every day, first week of the year i'm like rom's gonna win like five times this year <laughs> you know and he never does because winning five times is <laughs> is so hard but he he's just uh he just keeps coming you know he just is he's relentless and i think that he he's really good and we don't talk about this a lot with him but he's really good at having that mentality of like the last hole like he just moves on I don't know what his bounce back numbers are, but I, I have to I have to think they're among the best on the PGA Tour. He just moves on, makes birdie at the next hole, and he just keeps going. And and uh, I, I think he's going to win this golf tournament. He was my one and done pick. He's been so so good over the last three months, and it's hard to translate that when you get the big break in December, and it's just kind of there's no like continuity there, but he's playing really good golf and he did, he hit a lot of bombs today and that's probably not going to continue. But, uh, he also, he also hit the ball really well. I mean, that drive he hit on 18 was insane. God, it was the longest drive of the day and just set him up for, uh, easy birdie. Uh, exactly. Easy birdie, which is what you want to get there. Give yourself maybe an outside chance of making Eagle, but make sure you get yourself an easy birdie. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The rest of this leaderboard, I mean, there's a log jam at seven under. Hughes, Hoagie, Wise, Sungjae, Scheffler, who I want to talk about in a second. Matt Fitzpatrick, who just finished. But the guy in solo fourth is – this will be the year of Tom Kim, right, <laughs> Kyle? I mean, he's already got two wins in, what, his last seven starts, and he's just stealing the hearts of everyone. He, he is just – you know, he holds out on – what was that? Was it 15 he hold out on? 
no, it was six. No, Sorry, it, was it was early. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 one bounce and drop, and then he turns and says, "You get that on camera." Yeah, which is yeah, like, which is so lovable. He, he he really is, and and I hope that I, I'm a little bit. Um, I'm not down on Tom Kim. I'm just a little skeptical of kind of where he's at. What what is he in the world golf rankings? Like third. 13 or oh 14 God, or flew up. I'll find out. I, 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 I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical of it because if you look and it, this is hard cause he's 20, right? So we've seen guys make like real leaps in their early twenties. Uh, Sam Burns comes to mind, even Hovland, some of the stuff he's done with the short game. What do we got here? Yeah. So he's 50, he's 15th in the world. Okay. 15th in the world. Yeah. I, I I want to be wrong about like my long-term projection for him. And I hope he wins this week. And I hope he wins two majors this year because he's fun as hell to cover. I just am a little, I, I don't, I don't know if, if our love and, and everybody's excitement about him actually matches what his, uh, what his game is. I don't know. Do you disagree with that? It's so it's, it's such a small sample. So yes, he is, um, universally loved and right. It's hard in like fantasy. It's hard in like betting and it's hard. Uh, He's going to have unrealistic expectations because of how loved he is, but look at these approach numbers. So since the, what is this? Three M open plus three and a half plus six plus 3.8 plus five plus four plus 5.8 plus 4.6. I mean, yeah, and I, I think that I think the counter to what I'm saying is like, okay, he's won these sort of like bad events, but then when he goes out and does it at the Tournament of Champions, what do you what do you say then? Oh, well, you got to do it at the majors. No, I mean, like if, if you're doing it, this is a big boy event. Like this is big time, you know. And if you're going out and finishing in the top two, three, four to start off the season here, I, I think that there's, I mean, he he really he has a little bit of that electricity that I thought Matt, Matt Wolf had. And there's something there that like the numbers don't really explain, you know, like there's, there's something about him and I, I I don't know how it's going to play out. I'm excited to find out. I hope it, I hope he wins 30 times in his career because again, like he's a great character, a great personality. I just, I I don't, I'm not like all the way, all the way in on him yet. Fair enough. Still early. Uh, cannot even legally drink alcohol yet. We got, (laughs) we got plenty of time. I believe on Tuesday's show, the quote that I had at some point was when Scotty Scheffler gains a half a stroke putting, he's going to win the golf tournament. And I stand by that for first in T to green today, lost a stroke and a half with the putter, the sixth worst putter in the field, the best from T to green. He didn't have, I don't think he made a putt over eight feet and he shot a seven under 66. Yeah. It, it, I didn't see his numbers, but it's, it's good to hear that because when I was, uh, when I was watching just anecdotally, it was like, this does not look very good with the putter. You know, I, I didn't see every, uh, I didn't see every, sh- uh, every putt that he hit every hole, but I mean, he was just missing some putts that it was like, not close. I, I, I he had one hole, he pushed a putt uh, from like, I don't know, 12 feet. And it was just like nowhere. It had no chance, mm-hmm. which is, which is kind of r- rare for a player of his caliber um, to, to sort of be putting like that. So I, I don't know what's going on there, but 
um, his floor is high, right? Like his floor is really, really high, which is sort of what you're saying. And I think that as long as he keeps hitting the ball like he is, he, he's going to be competitive. I just don't know if he's going to win. The other thing, the other weird thing was he switched putters for like three rounds. That didn't work. And he immediately, so he immediately went back to the blade, which he's, he feels, it feels desperate. Like he's trying a lot of different things and it's still not working, which makes me a little bit concerned that it's not coming back anytime soon. But, um, I mean, he still has great results in the midst of this horrible, horrible slump. Yeah. And I I think that some of that is just the ups and downs of tour life, right? Like where you, you just have six months where you're, you just don't putt well, you know, like everybody's gone through that. I mean, there aren't a lot of guys, there are very few guys that consistently putt great. And this just might be like a kind of down. I I haven't looked at his like six month numbers. I don't think they're very good, Uh, but this might just be like kind of a down period of time for him with the putter. Let's jump into some notables here. Uh, T11, six under 66, Jordan Spieth. And uh, we're getting the full Spieth experience, right? He missed a, <laughs> absolutely missed an 18 incher. He flopped one higher in the air than the distance of the shot. Yeah. Which went in the hole. Yep. And then he fist bumped two fans behind the green who he could hear betting Gambling. whether he was going to make the putt or not. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, it, it was it was the whole, I mean, if, if this, uh, if this round is emblematic of his year, and it is, right, because this is just what he is, then... I can't wait. I mean, he, he what, did, what did he shoot? What did he end up? 67? 67. Okay. Yeah. He's well, three back. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Good. It's a good start. The, the shot, the, the par, and of course it was for par on, what was it? 16, I think. That's the flop shot. Yes. Have you ever tried to, anybody listening, have you ever tried to take a full swing from 30 feet? You have no chance of making that. No. I mean, Dylan DeCher, I thought he said it well. He's like, if you take that swing, you're either hitting it four inches or 115 yards. I, I always hit it 115 <laughs> yards. I just smack it right in the forehead. <laughs> like you, you have you, to take a full swing from 30, I think it was 33 feet was yep. what he hold out from. Yep. You have no, you, you can't do that with any club on any serve. You have no chance. And he made it. It, it was, it was Can Why absurd. did he go so high? Right? Couldn't he have just dumped it three inches onto the green? I mean, he looked like he had a great lie. Couldn't he have just dumped it three inches onto the green? There was nothing to go over. He could have landed it on the fringe and got the same result. Instead, he went straight vertical. It it does seem a lot more difficult to like <laughs> to, to to pick the right landing zone and have it sort of roll out like it did than if you just like you're you're basically just trying to get up and down and make five. Right. But he made four, which is what makes him Jordan Speed. That's why the that's why the FDA hasn't approved it yet. That's right, and will probably never. Um, no, no. A couple other notables: Will Zalatoris back for the first time since the herniated disc. A four under sixty nine. As we talked about, he lost what half a shot to the field, something like that. But you, you, what I thought was interesting is he has actually made a couple of adjustments to protect the back a little bit. 
Um, they showed it on the coverage, try to be, quote, more rotational. He's also using a shorter driver. He's standing closer to the golf ball. So he is at least being – he's much more conscious about the back starting this year than I guess he's been in the past. Yeah, and he didn't He didn't really look like he was swing. I mean, he was like – he he he's pretty violent with his swing, a little JT ish. And he didn't look as violent. I didn't think I I didn't see a ton of him tonight or today, whatever it was, but uh, yeah, I mean, he played well 69. That's what field average. Um, Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm intrigued. What is he ranked right now? Like seven or eight, I think in the world. I'm intrigued. I heard the shotgun star boys talking about this the other day, like who in the top 10 is going to fall out of the top 10. Cause every year you get, you get this churn, you get this turnover at the, at the top of the world golf rankings. And I think Zalatoris is an interesting candidate. Um, but there, I mean, you can talk yourself, like you look at each individual and you're like, that guy's not falling out of the top 10, you know? And, and I think that, I mean, with Zalatoris, you, you look at his numbers, he's the best ball striker in the world over the last 12 months. And so if he falls out of the top 10, if he has a bad year, it's probably going to be because of injury. Um, and, and it's just, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of really, really good, not fluky at all type guys in the top seven, eight, nine, ten 10 right now. And they're all young. So there's not, you know, Zalatoris injury. Yes. But, the other guys, you, you can always get injured, but it, it doesn't seem like the risk is super high of that happening. Uh, speaking of injuries, we've kind of been learning about some back pain that Xander Shoffley has been going through over the last couple of months. Todd Lewis was reporting, hey, maybe this ends up uh, you know, with some MRIs. It's kind of this muscly thing that he's got going on in the back. He was very much like a game-time decision today. He went out and shot a three-under 70. That is six shots off the pace. I thought, Kyle, and we didn't see a lot of him. I thought there were a couple swings that looked like they weren't full throttle and that he's kind of playing through it. And maybe that's why he didn't have the best round that we've seen from him. Yeah, it would have been nice to know for... You didn't take him for your one and done, did you? No, I took Cam Young, who also shot a three under, and he did it healthy. So, well, the th- three under is fine. You're, I mean, you're, you're good. I'll be all right. There's, pl- there yeah. is a lot of golf left, and there are, there are sixty, sixty threes out there, right? I mean, there are sixty fours out there for sure. Yeah, I, I did. I honestly, I didn't see a ton of Xander. He was playing with, he was with JT, right? Yeah, they both shot seventies. I. I mean, they just seemed kind of stalled out a little bit. And I didn't I didn't even know about the back until you just said that. I didn't hear uh, Todd Lewis talking about it. I was kind of in and out a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, I just talked about how none of the guys in the top 10 are going to get injured. And now we're talking about Xander Shoffley potentially being injured. So that, that would be a bummer. I, I mean, especially I think that he's been super consistent as a top five, top 10 player. And uh, for him to fall out of that would be that'd be a bummer for him before we go to the betting board and look at the live odds. Is there anybody else or anything else that you want to talk about leaderboard wise before we scoot over to the odds? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. Fitzy, uh, played really well. Mm-hmm. I, I love him this year. He's just, I, I don't know if we talked about it on here or on, uh, Andy's, uh, and Andy Lacks podcast, but he, uh, 
he's he's so he, he's he's a little Xander and Cantlay-ish. Like he's just so solid throughout the bag. Like he doesn't he don't really have a weakness anymore now that he's right. upped his speed uh, or his 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 dry, his swing speed. Uh, it was good to see Sahith play well. Uh, let's see here. Decky played well. That was nice to see. Yeah. Hideki will probably be the favorite next week going back for a title defense as long as he plays well enough this week. And I don't know what that field's going to look like next week, but you could have a situation where Hideki's the favorite next week. Yeah. Billy Horschel, 76. That's weird. The only guy over par. I didn't, I don't, I didn't know Aaron Wise was even in the field. I didn't see a single shot of his. How dare you? Uh, and no, I, I'm, I'm big on Aaron Wise. I just didn't, I literally didn't see him play, hit a shot tonight. Yeah, there was uh, uh, there was a tight a tight group a tight group that we saw. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that I think that's it. I was I said this. Uh, why is there? I was trying to look up how Adam Scott's career wins compared to like PGA Tour history. Yeah, I I can't find like the the. Why can I not f- come do that? Why can I not look that up? Do, uh, do you want my real answer of why you can't? Um, well, should we I, take it off the air or should, is this like, <laughs> can we do this publicly? No, no, we could do this. It, I, I think that there are, or I think you are one of very few people who want to see something like that. Now, really? you, your larger point of like, why is there not a golfreference.com, for example, I think is more interesting and, and, and a better question of like, why isn't there just like this giant thing? I think the other problem with that is, um, once you start going back past 1980, there's not a lot of like full leaderboards. Yeah. Except for like major championships. So you would just have like, I, I mean, if you gave me a couple months, I could put you together a golf reference going back to 1980. But after that, I would just list out winners. You know what I mean? Like there would be really nothing to have before that. Yeah. You could do probably, and you probably only would do like major you could do major strokes gained right because right. that's just a that's just math like you right. could you could you could put that together um yeah i mean i, I was thinking about it because like your site and data golf are very future facing right, right. where they where they you're, you're, pro, you're it's a lot of projecting it's a lot of which is great like i i that's interesting but we don't have a lot of like historical even like Ryder Cup records, you gotta you gotta go to like eight sites to figure yeah, out what right. JT's Ryder Cup record is. Yeah, you're right. There's there there should be there should be a spot. I might I might make this a personal project this year. I don't have enough going on. I can yeah. If you if, if you and I want to split it, I got the data for you. Will you you tell me how you want it? We'll, <laughs> we'll put it we'll put it together. Um, all right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at the odds board, and then uh, we will try to figure out who's going to win this golf tournament. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. Our friends over at Caesars. Let me show you. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm showing the odds. John Rahm, no surprise. uh, Three-way tie for the lead. Rahm is one of them, plus 240, the favorite to win the Century Tournament of Champions. Pretty big gap, though, to Colin Morikawa at 6-1, to Scotty Scheffler, 8-1, to Tom Kim at 12, Sung Jam at 14, Tony Finau at 16. Any of these names? Are you stay? I think you're sticking with you're sticking with John Rahm here, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. Uh sorry, I lost you. I'm I'm clicking through tabs and now I can't find where my there we go. Uh, well, what was wrong to start the tournament? 12, 10, probably 10. I mean, it's not, it, it's not a great number. 
plus two forty at is not doesn't. What's Sungjae at? Is he six seven under? Sungjae is at no seven. Yeah, he's he's in that big group at seven. I can, I'm kind of in. Uh, so so coming into the year, Rick, I I, I really thought that. <laughs> Sungjae, I, th- I think we talked about this. I think Sungjae and Cam Young were the guys that it's like, these guys are winning this year just yes. based on their expected wins in the past and what they've done and how little they've won over the last, whatever, 18 months. And I don't know. Oh, I, I picked, they, they were my outrights for, for this week in our, mm. in our uh, uh, first cut podcast right. on Tuesday. And that didn't mean Sanjay is going to win this week, but I, I feel a little bit like him as I do Rom, which is like, he's going to be there, you know, like he's just so solid and consistent and he never goes away. So I think him at 14 is, is interesting. I, I don't like Scheffler at all at eight to one. So let me, let me clean up one thing. Uh, Rom was a little shorter pre-tournament. He was like seven to one. Uh, oh, okay. Now, okay. now plus two forty. I, I, I like Scheffler. So the, the two guys that are not named John Rom. So you can make a case for Scheffler who is not going to lose six strokes putting this week. Right. Like we can assume. That. I mean, <laughs> maybe we can. might. Yeah. I mean, like I, I just, I think to win this golf tournament, like we saw last year, you're going to have to make 28 birdies. And to do that, you got to make some putts at some point. And I don't have a ton of confidence that Scheffler is going to do that. Neither do I, but I don't think he's, I don't think he could be as bad today or as bad for the rest of the week as he was today. So I think, I think that's interesting. The other one that I think is interesting is Finau. Tony Finau was, he is three back. He did not take advantage of any of the par fives. Right. So when you're when you're looking at this, you're trying to figure out, like, what are the paths to getting these guys to the top of the board? Rom's path is like, just keep playing like John Rom. He made a lot of putts, but he's been making a lot of putts for a couple of months now. Uh, Collins is beat Colin Morikawa and putt decently like Scheffler's got to make up strokes. There's paths where he can make up strokes with the putter. Finau has to make up strokes. There's paths where he can make up strokes by taking taking care of the fives. I think that if you're trying to chase down those are two guys who at least have a path to try to get there. Yeah. And I was looking at, uh, so the last three years of this event, uh, the, the, or, yeah, the winner, the eventual winner was six under or better in the first round all three times. So that's down to that's, that is 16 golfers down to Jordan Spieth, Victor Hovland, Sahith, Hideki and Fino. So that doesn't necessarily mean that's how it's going to play out. But man, if you think that, you know, 27 or 24, 28 is going to win it. Uh, Xander did it in, I think it was 2019. He shot, I think it was like one under in the first round, but he went, I think that was, wasn't that the year he shot 62 in the final round to beat Gary Woodland? Gary Woodland. Yeah. Gary Woodland's just, you know, walk into victory. I got everything yeah. under control here. And then Xander just boat races him at the it was the It was the uh, <laughs> the Atlanta Braves, the Mr. Freeze thing where he gets yes. run down from. Yes. It was, it, that was like what Xander, the tournament was. Xander, Mr. Freeze, Shoffley. Yeah. Um, so I guess all that to say, I, I think somebody who shot six, seven, eight, nine is going to, is going to win this, which is not really going out on a limb, but that does, if you don't think that JJ spawn is going to do it, if you don't think Mackenzie Hughes has kind of the juice or Scott Stallings or maybe Sahith, 
then it kind of limits your pool that you're picking from a little bit, which I think is is helpful. What's what's more cow at? Like six, five? Yeah. Uh I just lost it. I thought he was six to one. Or actually, I think I think they're rebooting the numbers right now. Here we go. Six to one. I like that better than Rom at plus two forty. Yeah, I think that's right. JJ Spawn, 25 to one. No respect. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah, like if here's the thing though, Rom Rom gained almost four strokes with the putter. You said, mm-hmm. and Morikawa was kind of just really good throughout the bag, and, and and so I think there's a case to be made. Like, hey, Rom's not going to gain four strokes every round. Morikawa is going to like he's hitting it better this week. I, I don't know if that's how it'll play out, but I, I like Morikawa at six better than I like Rom at at uh, three. I'll tell you what, there's all there are also th- this is going to be good because there are some again, this is golf is not played on a spreadsheet, but if it were, there would be a lot of statistical paths like Tom Kim lost a quarter of a stroke putting and we've seen him break the strokes gain putting record, right? Like there, there are paths. Sungjae lost strokes putting. He never loses strokes putting, especially on Bermuda. Like there are paths to some of these guys making it real tight. Like th- this is going to be, this is going to be a good one. Spieth uh, lost strokes gain putting. <sighs> That's almost a trend for him these days. Lost strokes putting. Uh, yeah, I know he's, he, he's a mess. I, what is, What's his number? What's he at? Jordan Spieth. Oh boy, this website. Stand by. Like I, I'm gonna guess it's like 14. It is. Here we go. 22. Wow. How about that? That seems a little long. He's three back. He's three back. He lost strokes on approach. Okay. He hold out from there. Uh, I mean, a place that he's. So the thing is like when he's in it, he's in it. Right. So like he's in it now. And this is a place he's scorched earth before. Yeah. He. I, I will say he doesn't seem like when he's done that. When, when he's won here or anywhere, a lot of the times, I mean, I know we make fun of the roller coaster thing, but a lot of the times it, it feels like he's kind of got everything under control, right? He, everything's sort of, <laughs> I mean, it's never completely under control, but he's at least like managing everything. This felt like the uh, Kevin Van Valkenburg, like a clown riding a unicycle down a stairwell is how I think he described <laughs> how he described speed one time. That That's what this felt like. And, and so I don't, I don't love that, but I do, I do love that he's three back and he plays great on this golf course. You know, I, I think that they were talking about this on the broadcast, but just taking, and he's talked about this a million times, taking stock shots out of his hand and giving him yeah. some slopes and some wind and some, just all the like insane things that those guys have to go through on every shot. Like that's a great thing for him because it gets him out of of his own head. And so I, I kind of like him at 22. I don't know that he's going to win, but I I do like that number. There are some good numbers for chasers because Rom, the pre-tournament favorite also hanging the the Thursday night favorite as well. I just learned Tom Kim's signs autographs left-handed. That's a, that's a Mickelson move. And where's his watch and where's his watch on his left hand. I wear my watch on my left hand. And do you write left-handed? No. Right. So do I, because that's what uh, right-handed people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Right. So he swings yeah. righty, wears his watch on his left, writes on his left. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. 
That is weird. Tough combo. Okay. Maybe he's maybe he's just breaking the maybe he's in a, a trend trend maker tastemaker. Uh, based on what I've seen for the last six months, I think I agree with that. He's Tom Kim's the man. I'm I've I hope he's just has an awesome year. I we need to get him in the Ryder Cup somehow. I just want to be friends with him. <laughs> just want to hang with him. That's all. He's very. I mean, he's so. He's 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 great because he's so fun, but he's also very composed and level headed for a twenty year old. Like, and this this annoys me. But there will be some questions sometimes in press conferences that it's like, what are you what are you trying to get at here? And, what answer do you want? <laughs> and he just sort of shuts him down. Like he he won't engage nonsense, which I think is awesome. Like it's 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 great. So I'm I'm. Definitely in on him. Just uh, I, I want to see a full year play out with him being kind of a top guy. Same time tomorrow night. That's Friday night. We'll be back to discuss round two. And then, yes, same thing after rounds three and four the rest of the way. For now, big thanks. Producer Troy doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Kyle Porter available on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Rungood. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. 